Hi, I'm Amanda McClooney. And I'm April Klimkevich, and this is Her Step Forward, where we share stories from women who step up, step out, and step forward into careers and lives they love. Jessica Lauren is a published fashion and wardrobe stylist based in New Orleans, Louisiana. Jessica's focus for her brand has always been to help women boost their confidence by discovering their personal style and enjoying what fashion should be, fun. With three independent films, multiple published shoots, guest blog features, and continued style segments, Jessica has no plans of slowing down. She continues to build her brand one outfit at a time. Welcome, Jessica. We're so excited. Hey, ladies. Hi. <laughs> We're so excited you're joining us today. Thank you. Thank you all so much for having me. I'm really excited. So are we. <laughs> Yay. To get us started... Can you talk to us about becoming a stylist? What made you pursue a career in this industry? Yes. So I have always been interested in fashion and styling. I mean, I was a big Barbie girl when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I really started to see that in high school around the time where you start deciding which college you're going to go to and what you're going to major in. And I actually remember having the conversation um, with my dad, my stepmom, and my younger sister at the table. And I was just saying that I was thinking about going to a university because I'm from Mobile, Alabama. I live in New Orleans now, but I'm born and raised in 251. So I was telling them, I said, you know, I'm really thinking about majoring and going to a certain university, going to Auburn and majoring in fashion merchandising. And I think because that career path wasn't typical of what a lot of my peers and my parents and their friends had gone to school for, they were like, well, no, because I'd been talking about marketing and I still love marketing, but Mm -hmm. that's what I really wanted to do. And so because they didn't really support me in that, I just decided, okay, well, I'll just go to school for marketing. And I did, and I still love it. But flash forward a few years later, I had been working retail a few years during college And I came across so many women that had gotten married, had kids, and they had put themselves on the back burner, which I feel like is almost what society tells you that you have to do to balance having a family and having kids. It's like, if you want that, oh, you can't have time for yourself anymore. You don't have time to paint your nails anymore. You don't have time to look cute anymore. Mm. And it bothered me because I, I was coming across all these beautiful accomplished women, but they had just put themselves on the back burner. And I believe that you can have a family and kids and a husband and a career and you can have it all, but it doesn't mean that you have to put yourself on the back burner. And I think that style gives you such a boost of confidence. So uh, I came back home for my last semester of college to take my last few classes online. And I was working with a nonprofit there in Mobile called Mobile Fashion Council and they organized a yearly event called Mobile Fashion Week. And it was my, I think my second year working on the event. And there was a designer who's based in New Orleans, Ashley Gunkel. She sent some items over, but sometimes designers, they may send items to a show and they may not be able to actually physically be there because they may have other prior commitments. So Ashley wasn't able to be there. Uh, we were in model fittings for the show And my friend, Richard, who's also the founder of Mobile Fashion Council and Mobile Fashion Week, he approached me and said, look, I need you to style these models. 
And in the fashion world, it goes quick. You don't have time to be scared. You don't have the time to think about it. It was just like, okay, I need you to style these models. And so I, yeah, I initially was like, okay, great, let's do it. And so I styled them from head to toe, from selecting the outfits for, I think it was, she had 11 models walk uh, and show her pieces. So I got each of them in their clothing, uh, organized shoes, accessories, got it together for them so they would know the day of the show, this is what you're wearing. And then we got the photos back. And that was actually my first professional styling experience. Even though I wasn't paid for it, it was my first runway professional styling experience. Sure. And I got the photos back and I thought to myself, I'm really going to do this. Like, I'm really going to push forward <laughs> and pursue this. And I'm the type of person I will bust down a door. I feel like the worst <laughs> thing you can tell me is no. So I scheduled a meeting with, uh, girl, you got to bust down the door. So I scheduled a meeting with a publisher, with a local publisher for a local uh, magazine, Mobile Bay. And I met with her and said, hey, this is what I've done. I'm really trying to break into this industry. If you ever have any opportunities, please consider me. And then I think a month later, she contacted me and said, we need you for the shoot. Can you do it? And it was like a day before the shoot. But I said, yes, I'm going to do it. And then everything has just taken off since then. So that's how I got started. That's so awesome. And you know, Jessica, like the thing that stuck out to me most in hearing your story is the confidence factor, because, you know, if I'm being honest, I have days where I really don't care. But when I think back to like, you know, some of the biggest and most important days or like, you know, if I have a special event going on, nothing makes you feel better than feeling confident in what you're wearing. I think that it's like life-changing when you have something where you really feel good about yourself because of your clothing. Yeah. It's like when your clothing is put together well and you look great, even though you may not feel great on the inside, it's like you're presenting a different demeanor to the world. So you can fake it till you make it. You may not be that confident going into that interview. You may not be that confident going into that first date. Because look, I'm going to be honest, I've gone into first dates and my armpits are sweating like crazy. (laughs) But it didn't matter because my outfit was fired. So like they, they may not know that, you know what I mean? So it's just all about that confidence. Sure. So I think, um, also going into another question here, I know myself and, and I'm thinking probably a lot of other people associate this idea. When I think of the fashion industry and being a stylist, it's really easy to associate that idea with glitz and glamour or maybe even fame. So my question is, how do you help everyday women, like you know, people who are not rich and famous, to nail their personal style and feel their best? So that's a great question. One thing I have tried to do with my brand, and I'm going to be really vulnerable here for a moment and just be honest in the fact that I, as a female entrepreneur, I struggle with comparison to other, not in a jealous way, but in a way of like, oh, like, man, she has this many followers and she's done this and she's done that. Like I've struggled with comparing myself to other female bloggers Mm -hmm. because it is a similar industry. But I've had to take a step back and say, okay, that's not your brand. Like your brand is not just repping a company and throwing on clothing just for the sake of that. So to go along with your question, one thing I try to do is really be a resource to women. Okay. And do uh, live videos and in doing these style segments, I'll have models that are 
all ethnicities, all sizes, all ages, so that these women can identify because visibility is so important. Mm -hmm. So if you see this woman, you can see, okay, she looks like me and she wore this and she looks great. So I can too. And Jessica said, I need to go here and get this. If I have this in my closet and if I just get this one piece, then I can rock it and I can walk out the door and feel just as great. So I try to keep that in mind and just give as many tips as possible, not be so focused on throwing on an outfit just because a boutique sent it to me or anything like that. I try to be as real as possible and show, you know, hey, you can build up your wardrobe. You don't have to run out and spend money to have this fabulous wardrobe. But start with what you have. And these are the pieces I would recommend if this is where you're trying to go. So that's definitely something that I try to help real women with. I love that. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And just personally, I know that I've struggled with seeing things that fit a certain body type. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I could never wear that. (laughs) It just won't fit. And so I love that you think about the individual and you think about age and you think about ethnicity and you think about a whole lot of different things so that people can see clothes on a lot of different bodies Mm -hmm. and kind of say, yeah, yeah, I'm more like that and that looks good. So that might also look good on me. That to me is really cool because um, so many of the paid models look so similar to each other. It's hard to... To say, you know, like, oh, oh yeah, I saw that in a magazine. It's going to look good on me. It's like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I remember my first style segment um, my with a news station here. I've done a few. One of the models I work with, she, um, she is considered a plus size model. And I asked to work with her because I think she's beautiful. And I think she represents a wide range of women. Mm-hmm. And can I tell you, I got more people inboxing me about her. Mm-hmm. than any of the other models. That's and even awesome. a lot of my friends that are thicker, she wrote me and was like, thank you for representing for the thick girls. And I was like, I told you I got you. <laughs> like, so, I mean, people need to see that. Like I said, visibility, I can't say that enough. It's so important. Right, yes. right. I think it's so great that you've worked with a lot of different women and you know, women with different styles and different preferences. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your personal style? Was it something that evolved over time? Yes, I definitely think my personal style has evolved over time. One thing about me, I'm not a trendy dresser. Like I'm not someone who is like, oh, that's so 2018. I'm not, I can't wear that again. Like I, oh, I cringe when I hear people say that because if you look at fashion, fashion recycles itself in various forms, but it always recycles itself. Mm -hmm. Like people style watch, they used to have, um, I don't know if they still do, but they used to have this feature in the back of the magazine. And it was like something like she wore it best. I don't know, but it would have like a picture of Diana Ross wearing an outfit back in the seventies. And then it would have an actress or singer now wearing the same outfit. So Mm -hmm it always recycles itself. So I've always been that type of person where if something that's different between something just being really dated and for and someone to say, oh, that's out of style. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I do go through my closet and some things just don't fit me well anymore and I will get rid of them or if they just look dated, I will get rid of them, but I don't ever get rid of anything because it's quote unquote out of style. 
I consider my style really versatile. I could be in, I have a nine to five job as a marketing coordinator. So I could be in a button down collared shirt with some printed pants and heels on Friday. And then on Saturday, I could be in a chunky gold necklace with chucks, a white tank and boyfriend jeans. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just really versatile for me. My style day to day is based on how I feel the message I want to put forth that day. And that's, that's really just how I decide. And one thing I will say that has changed tremendously as I've gotten older, I used to be extremely modest. Like I remember when the crop top trend came out and I was like, oh, all these girls are showing their stomachs. And now I'm like, you know what? Forget that. I bust my butt. I work out four to five days per week. And I, you know, I enjoy cheesecake, but I also have balance with my diet. And if I'm going to, if I want to wear a crop top, I want to wear a crop top. Now there's a difference between the crop top that you'll wear to work and the crop top that you'll wear out to the wine bar with your girlfriends on Saturday night. But now I'm a lot more like, you know what? You're a woman, your body's beautiful, and it's okay to show a little more skin. That's awesome. With, I love that. Within a tasteful way. Yes. And the versatility as well. I think it kind of goes hand in hand, you know, with the marketing world that you're so familiar with. It's kind of like know your audience. It's I guess the kind yes. of the same with your wardrobe, like dress for the occasion or dress for what you're doing that day and, and don't feel like you have to be stuck into some sort of a rut with your with your fashion. I think it probably is fun for a lot of us to um, maybe try to step outside of our normal everyday wear and try something different from time to time. Yeah, for sure. It keeps it interesting for yourself and it keeps you excited with your wardrobe and it keeps it fun and that's what it should be. And I, I love that you recycle outfits. Yes. I'm, I'm oh, definitely yes. one of those people that keeps <laughs> clothes for a long time. And, um, you know, I've, I've seen also recently, I guess my my love affair with Ariana Huffington continues, but in her um, posts, a lot of times she talks about, hey, it's okay to wear the same clothes again. We don't have to be a throwaway culture. Yes. I love that you work with what people already have you suggest like a couple of key things that might be useful because that helps the average person feel like, oh, this is accessible to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I agree for sure. Because I think that with style and fashion, a lot of us, we tend to look towards celebrities for inspiration. And I mean, I definitely do too. I have my style icons that I look to, but you also have to understand that a lot of those celebrities, either one, they have a stylist who's connecting with these brands to get them these clothes for free. And if they're not doing that, they have the budget to spend endlessly and say, oh, I'm not wearing that again. That's mm-hmm. so Monday and it's Friday. It's, and <laughs> it's just like, girl, what, like, are you serious? That's why I love, I love just real celebrities. I know Tiffany Haddish recently had that one like ivory dress that she wore a few times. She was like, I paid for this. Like I just got to a point where I could pay my bills regularly. Are you crazy? Like, do you think I'm just going to wear this once and be done with it? And I know Eva Mendez a few years ago had said that, that she said, how vain am I? If I were to say, oh, I wore these shoes on the red carpet before I can't wear this again. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's so true. It is so true. So Jessica, I'm curious because 
you know, we, we always want to talk to our guests about their, their journeys. And one of the things that every woman that we talk to, everyone has barriers and obstacles along the way, um, whether that's in their career or their personal life. Can you tell us about some of the obstacles that you faced and how you overcame them? Yes. So one obstacle that I actually overcame toward the end of last year, I had been really brainstorming about which direction I wanted to take my brand and what would be the most beneficial for me, as well as helping people in the best way. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that because I've done three independent films and those gigs in the creative world, sometimes they're advertised and sometimes the best gigs aren't. And with me living in New Orleans, there's a lot that goes on here that's under the radar and people don't find out until after it's done. So I thought about it and I said, you know, I really think I need to seek agent representation so that I can get my foot in the door with these projects and at least be presented. Well, I'd reached out to a pretty reputable agent here and a couple of the models that I had worked with on my segments had signed to her. Well, I reached out to her and asked, I said, you know, I'm interested in seeing if I could work with you. And she said, you know, send me your portfolio and then we'll talk. So I said, okay, send her over my portfolio. Now, mind you, this was just 2018 and I've had numerous shoots under my belt since 2014. And As March approaches, I'll have my third published shoot. So not that I approached that situation cocky, but I was pretty confident that, hey, I've built my portfolio up. I understand just like everyone, I still have strides to go, but I feel like you can work with me. So I sent it over to her and we ended up having a phone conversation and she just kept beating around the bush. She would never be direct. And she said, you know, I feel like I can't really work with you right now. And listen, you can be direct with me. Whether you hurt my feelings or not, I'd rather you just be direct and hurt me with the truth instead of deceive me with a lie. Mm-hmm. So I, I couldn't get an answer out of her. And, I, and she just kept saying, well, I think you need to do more shoots. I think you need to do more shoots for free. And I said, well, I've been doing that. And I said, I'm just really trying to get a direct answer out of you. And she said, okay, you know what? I just think you're too commercial. I'm going to be honest. I think you're way too commercial. I think you need to do some edgier things. Uh, I can't really do anything with you. I can't present you in comparison to stylists of LA or New York. And I need to make money. So I said, you know what? Thank you for your frankness. I don't accept that on me. Like I know what I'm capable of, but thank you for the feedback. Thank you for being honest. And she said, well, yeah, and you doing those segments, it's going to get old because, you know, they're not paying you and it's just going to get old. I had moved here from Mobile in 2017 and I had quit a really good full-time job, moved here to follow my then boyfriend, which didn't work out. But she said, well, why'd you leave that job? It seems like that was good. And I took that as if she were saying, well, you're not good enough to be in this industry. So why did you quit that? Because that was a more solid gig, which yes. And you ladies know, as entrepreneurs, when you're pursuing something that may not be certain, yeah, it is scary. And you may Mm -hmm, end up leaving something that is solid, but you have to decide what is worth more. 
And so, you know, I left that conversation and I'm going to be honest in the fact that I was extremely disappointed because I was really excited to work with her. I was thinking about all the potential opportunities. And I'm the kind of person where you can give me a direction and say, Jessica, I want to work with you, but I need this, this, and this from you. Go execute it. And I'll execute it. It's not as if I need you to hold my hand. Every opportunity I've gotten has been me pursuing the opportunity and ignoring the fact that someone can tell me no, because that's a reality. So what I had to do with that was say, okay, you know what? This is one person's opinion. Let me get a second opinion. So I reached out to another agent that I know, and we've actually done runway shows together. And she said, look, this is my advice. She said, I would not advise you to do any more unpaid shoots. You've proven yourself. You built your portfolio. She said, I feel like you can do, like you're doing this and you'll continue to get better. My only advice to you is I feel like you don't feature your work enough. So start featuring your work enough. She said, I would not go so edgy. She said, you can do more edgy shoots, but I feel like that's not your core audience. Your core audience is real women that can relate to you. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to go that direction because that's not your brand. And I, I took her advice and I did it. And what I did instead was, the next week, I networked near me because I had no plenty of vendors, like great women in this industry. And I set up a shoot and it's actually going to be featured in a fashion publication next March, yeah. like, not next, this March. And I continued to do to set up more segments and partner with more vendors in this industry to continue to bri- provide resources to women. So with that conversation, I took that and let it motivate me to kill two birds with one stone. I set up a shoot and scheduled more shoots to add something a little higher fashion, more higher editorial to my portfolio. And I also continue to do the things that I love to really help women and be a resource. So I say that to say you will get those kinds of people when you're in the process of trying to build your brand and pursue things that you love. but one quote that I really stand by is everyone won't understand your vision and they don't have to. You're the only person that needs to understand your vision. And when you come across those people that do understand it and are on the same wavelength as you, hold on like hell to them and get it done. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. And I think that, you know, coming across that first agent, I think another person might experience that conversation as a failure. And Mm -hmm think, oh, well, you know, maybe I'm just not cut out for this industry. And I think the really powerful thing about your story is that you took it as a challenge and you said, no, I have been doing this and I know I can do this. Let me get a second opinion. Let me talk to somebody I trust about this. And you're absolutely right. I share this with people all the time when we're talking about interviewing. I'm like, somebody might love you or hate you for a reason that we don't even know. They might love you because you're wearing glasses. Like we have no idea Mm -hmm. what their personal preferences and inclinations are. So it might have had nothing to do with your work or it might have, Um, but we can't think for other people. And so I think that taking that feedback as positive instead of as a failure is what allows you to be successful in this business. And I think that's really powerful. Thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, I just think that you have to, you can't, people will put labels and restrictions on you if you allow them to, and you can't let their doubts 
and their fears and their words hold you back. Now, I'm a firm believer in constructive criticism. If you're telling me something that will make me better, give it to me. But if you're telling me something to pigeonhole me and just keep me stuck, I'm not going to receive that. Mm-hmm. I'll take I'll take it, but I'll chew up. One thing my dad likes to say, chew up the meat and spit out the bones. And that's what I yeah. chose to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, it just sounds like you have been on an incredible journey. Tell us about what kind of projects you're working on next. What's upcoming for you? So coming up next, I actually have a couple of things I'm doing for Valentine's Day. I am collaborating with a DC-based blogger, Stephanie Thorne. This coming Monday, we're doing a live Q&A, and I'm going over a variety of outfits for Valentine's Day. And then we're talking about how a lot like this trend has started with Valentine's Day, which I think is great, because even if you don't have a significant other in your life, you can still celebrate life and love. Like you're still breathing, so celebrate it and be cute doing it. So we're doing that. And then actually tomorrow, I'm doing a live Q&A with a makeup artist that I work with, Anna Iestes. We are doing a Valentine's Day look. And then I have the feature coming up in March. Uh, I've recently collaborated with a lot of photographers here in New Orleans to offer my services to their clients. So I am just really excited about this year so far. I feel like this year has started and just taken off. So I'm just really grateful and blessed for all the opportunities that have come my way and just all the people that follow me and believe in my brand and support it wholeheartedly. I really am grateful. It does sound like your year is off to quite an adventurous start. You have a lot going on and that's, that's awesome because you followed your passion and this is exactly what you want to be doing. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing that makes you the happiest when you, you know, you'll definitely have hard days. You'll have hard projects. I mean, you ladies know that, but when you're following your passion, ultimately you can lay your head down at night and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to push through it because I'm doing what I love. I love that advice. So Jessica, wrapping up with our last question for the day, um, and again, this is something that we ask from all of our guests, what is your best piece of advice for women who are looking to take their next step forward? I would just say, reiterating that quote that I said earlier, everyone will not share your same vision and that is okay. But as long as you have that vision and you have that belief and that confidence within yourself and you know that you have a gift or a talent inside of you to share with the world, go for it. Be consistent, be diligent, and don't worry about what people may think, what people may say, I promise you, something that seems obvious to you is not to someone else. Someone needs the information that you have. So go for it. And appreciate where you are in life. Don't be wishing that you're somewhere else because it would be so easy for me to say, I wish I were 10,000 more followers ahead of where I am. And I had all these projects under my belt and you know, I can compare myself to these other well-established stylists in the industry, but you spend more time on the journey than you do at the destination. So that's one thing I took from that is to just appreciate where you are at that moment in life and appreciate the people 
that are by your side and willing to love you and support you even on your bad days. That's great advice. You know, I'm curious, Jessica, because you spoke in the beginning about your parents kind of discouraging you from following this path and and now you've seen some success in it. I'm I'm just mm-hmm. curious what your parents think now. Oh, girl, it's so crazy. Like my mom always was uh was about it. It was just my like initially my dad and my stepmom were really hesitant. Mm-hmm. And and they support me for sure and they may not even remember that conversation. But, you know, when someone tells you certain things, like certain things stick with you and it's so crazy now, they're my biggest supporters. So oh. I think maybe for them, they had to see that I was taking it seriously and I wasn't just one of these girls like, I want to be in fashion and <laughs> like, you know, just trying to be like cute or whatever. I think once they saw that I was willing to bust down doors and put in the early mornings and long nights. And then I think they were like, wow, she really is serious about this. Like she's passionate. And I think once they saw my first runway show that I styled completely, they were like, this is your calling. So yeah. And I think that's another thing for people to consider. Sometimes people may not share what you believe in at the beginning. And then once they see how hard you're willing to work at it, they will join you once they see that. So yeah, they girl, they've done it just a complete <laughs> turn. It's so funny. That must feel really good. <laughs> it definitely does. Like they'll watch my lives and my dad will be like, Peanut, okay, I think you're so great at this. We we really need to invest in a camera for you and a backdrop. Aww. And he'll call me with all these marketing ideas. Yeah, it's so like he'll share it on his Facebook and be like, My daughter is the best stylist. Please contact her. <laughs> yeah, and my mom, every my mom, every outfit is like, oh, I just love this. I love this peanut. I love how you combine these colors and this. It's so fun. I appreciate it. <laughs> so much. That's great. Well, with that, we want to say thanks to everyone for joining us today. And thank you so much, Jessica, for taking the time to share your story with us. Thank you, ladies, so much for taking the time to interview me. And I'm really excited about collaborating with you all. Yay. As always, we're looking forward to sharing more stories soon. In the meantime, check out our website at herstepforward.com or follow us on Instagram at herstepforward for all the latest updates. If you'd like to reach out, shoot us a message on Instagram or email us at info at herstepforward.com. See you next time. Bye.